Support for the Bronx Bomber Babble podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. Gentlemen, shaving your downstairs area can be difficult, but those troubles are a thing of the past with Manscaped's Lawnmower 3.0. Featuring skin safe technology, it glides nice and smooth so you're not in any danger of nicks and cuts to your delicate downstairs area. It also has a convenient LED light so you can see where you're trimming, plus, it's waterproof so you can use it in the shower. I've been using mine for a few weeks now and it's awesome. It works great and it will totally change your grooming game. The Lawnmower 3.0 comes included in the Perfect Package 3.0, which also includes the Crop Reviver and Crop Preserver anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. Get all these great products as well as a super comfortable anti-chafing boxers, plus a great travel bag to carry it all in. The Perfect Package is valued at over $150, but right now you can get it all for just $89.99. Manscaped features some of the perfect gifts to give to the men in your life. Gift your friends, your family, and yourself the gift of Manscaped. Right now, when you go to manscaped.com, you can use the code BABBLE and get 20% off plus free shipping. That's BABBLE, B-A-B-B-L-E, for 20% off your order and free shipping. Manscaped, your balls will thank you. We are live for the 87th episode of the Bronx Bomber Babble Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Loves Luigi, and tonight it's me, Andrew, and Alex. How are we doing, guys? I'm not going to lie, Luigi. It's really weird hearing you say the opening because someone has a life now and doesn't. Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bro, say, bro, bro, you got to sit out. Come on. This is my gig. Come on. What are we doing here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. (laughs) Andrew, do your thing. Come on. Wow, All right, yeah. so this is the 87th episode of the Bronx Bomber <laughs> Battle podcast, and Luigi's not here for the 80th time in a row. Shit. Leaves chat. Um, yeah, I was about to say, it's kind of weird hearing me say it and not someone memeing my voice and memeing my intro. So I don't know what you're nice. talking about. We've yeah. never done that before. Uh, no, but it's good to be back. I've been very busy lately with work, but had to hop on because the Yankees have won six straight series, and... Let's, let's I th- not I think, lie. I think Kluber did something too. Um, Corey Kluber had did a thing. Um, he had a game for himself. The first, first guys, Yankees, guys, like, guys, guys, making an appearance in a team that cut you isn't a thing. Like, let's just, can we not make Corey, it more than it is? I mean, Corey Kluber throwing a no hitter on his bobblehead <laughs> night. Pretty, pretty special. Uh, just, just think about how how much it must suck to be a Texas Ranger fan on that night, or or I guess just in general. Because I don't first know any, if you show up at the stadium and you get a Kluber bobblehead. Like, okay, no, but let's put this way: this is when that, went, class, that classic Twitter uh, photo of the Texas Rangers. Like, I forget what the caption was, but it was like Kluber, their big three pitching, and it's yeah, Kluber freezing cold takes retweets that like once a month. <laughs> Kluber minor and who else was it? Lance Lynn. So so after the, uh, the pandemic the, last year. Their, their caption was a warning to the West. Yeah, like, that's yeah. what it was. It's uh, like, well, all three are gone now. Yep. No, but but look, 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 they for, for Ranger fans obviously didn't get to go to the games last year because of the pandemic. The first time they get to see Corey Kluber in person, he's wearing a different uniform and he no hits them. Oh jeez! My favorite thing is that the Dodgers still have hit more home runs. The Dodgers, Dodgers have still hit Dodgers. more home runs in the Rangers state new stadium than the Rangers have. Yeah, I saw, I heard that. I saw that the it's other day. I was like, wow. 
still. Um, but yeah, the, you know, the Yankees really hasn't been a whole lot of a uh, exciting baseball, to be honest. There, there's been some. Obviously, the no hitter was awesome. No hitter, but yeah, the no hitter, the no hitter was awesome. But just from a game to game standpoint, you know, just not a lot's been happening in these games. Uh, great pitching, gotta say that. Right. There uh, really hasn't been a game where you can just kind of sit back and relax. Nope. At least nope. for us, Andrew, it could be nineteen nothing, <laughs> and Andrew things to be angry about well, Andrew, yeah, here's yeah. the thing here's the thing about 19 nothing it's oh. never gonna happen have you seen this offense uh, yeah, that's fair <laughs> yeah i saw seeing the giants uh you know the giants were up 19 to 1 i believe today in the seventh inning against the reds i was like yo can we uh borrow some runs you guys want to for the next lob, week <laughs> lob a few lob a few of those runs over to us uh, you guys don't need all those runs but yeah, I mean, look, the Yankees right now, they have a 3.27 team ERA, which is the best in the AL. So their pitching's been, they're 25 and 19. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure it's second best in baseball. To, yeah. Uh, the Padres, I think, too. Mm-hmm. So their pitching's been pretty, pretty good. I mean, look, obviously, the Kluber. I take it either, Saul Goodman. <laughs> <laughs> look, obviously, we have Kluber, no hitter, which is awesome and, you know, great for Kluber. Awesome to see. But I mean, look, Domingo following him up seven shutout, which is also, you know, obviously let up six hits. Friggin' scrub. I mean, imagine giving up hits against the Texas. Imagine, Rangers. imagine actually giving up a hit. Yeah, I mean, you give him a hell? hit. Like, bro, you give him six hits. Like, ruin the flow. I, he was, you know, like he was giving up like a hit per inning. It seemed like, but he he was getting out of it, rolling some double plays of himself. It was nice to see. And he wasn't the Yankees beating the one turn. Yeah, I was about to say it was nice to see the Yankees being the ones turning the double actually, plays, and not the other way around. Them. Um, we'll get more into that, but yeah, I mean, have to. I mean, look, like, let, like we're not going to go through each game. We're kind of just going to talk about the Yankees as a whole these past few weeks. But look, we the bottom line is, look, the Tampa series. They went, they get two or three, but look, they score five runs in those three games, right? The Cole has the phenomenal. Cole has the, the eight innings of shutout. They, they, their pitching was great, but you know, five runs in three games. Baltimore, their offense got going a bit. You know, you had you had some more offense going. Judge was just on fire that series. He was hitting the shit out of everything. But and look, know, I hate to pour I hate to be the uh-oh. guy to pour cold water on that. But like two two of the three games in that Baltimore series, we faced a starting pitcher for the yeah, third time already this season. Yeah, like, that no, helps was, <laughs> a little yeah, bit. Sure. I was about to say, like, look, that series, like the the offense was good, the run totals were good, but yeah, at the same time, it's the Baltimore, it's the O's. Yeah, like, we should be scoring that many runs, if not more, against a team and the pitchers like that. And then in this series, I mean, look, two seven two and two. Those are the run totals. And look, we take three or four. And at the end of the day, that's what it's all about, right? It's just winning series. And the Yankees have won six in a row. And, that, and that's... honestly, if Cole has a start like the one he did in Tampa, the Yankees sweep. Yeah. I think I'm more mad, now. though, about just... that game than anything. It's not, And it's not that Cole didn't have – because you can't expect a guy like that. Like, obviously, no. we're paying him mega bucks, But he's been so phenomenal this year that – He's allowed to have a game where he goes five innings on four months. Like, that's not a bad start. It's not a, it's not a good start. Broadcast that Cole gets zero. Cole has gotten no run support at all. This He's year. worse than Degrom at this point. Yeah, I w- I wouldn't say that. The yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> no, no, the the Mets have a history of of blowing games with their bullpen late in games that Degrom started, so he doesn't get wins. The Yankees don't even score for Cole. Like, there's no chance of a win at any point in these games. The, yeah, the crazy yeah. thing is with, with Cole, though, obviously his final line is five innings, five runs, which really should have just been five innings, four runs. He shouldn't have even been brought back out for the six. But 
I mean, that was like a terrible start for Cole. And, you know, yeah. five innings, five runs, like, that's not good. But if you have a competent offense, like, you're still in the game at that point. If you're pitching, and that's why I'm so mad because, like, runs, like so. one time, just pick up the guy. Like, we, we joked about it in Slack earlier that day, right? I was like, can, for the love of God, can someone give this guy some run support? And you jokingly were like, no. And then what did they do? They went out and they scored two <laughs> runs for him. Like, like and come one on. Of those runs was a random Voight garbage time home run. Yeah. Inning. And it's against a guy who came into the game with an ERA almost at seven. Like, <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah. Yeah, it really is crazy. Like, like you remember the in, you know, 2013, 2014, those years where the Yankees offense was just a bunch of old veterans and some mm-hmm. young got random guys. That's what and they look like right it, now. It, 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 and, and they, they were just like, once they got down. Together teams that stayed yeah, in the playoff race remember, the whole year. Remember that feel like once they got down two, three, nothing, and like the fifth, sixth, and you kind of just had that feel of like, like this game's over. This game, yeah, like, you can't man, score. Like, I don't so. think they're scoring like, three runs, man. Like we got to like share it in like one eighty. Rod's watch. Tell, you could tell that those teams had like no energy with them. That two end up score to score the amount of runs they need to come back. If you want to go twenty thirteen, the only time that team had any life is when we went out and we got uh, Soriano. Soriano, yeah. Yeah, so like like are the Yankees who who the Yankees gonna pull in this year? Carry that team or the year Beltron was our best hitter, right? Like it just was, random. Twenty sixteen, yeah. and then we traded him. Yeah, well he was good yeah. in fifteen too. But yeah, still, like, it was... like look, I understand because people point to like, well, the ball's dead. Like cr- offense across MLB is down. Like look, there's been six no hitters this year, and that doesn't even include the yeah. Uh, but if the Yankees were still a top five offense despite yeah. all that, like they should be, then. There's your argument, but there's yeah. so much they're they're underperforming way worse than other teams. Yeah. And and that's where the problem is. Yeah, it's like look, across the MLB, like I said this to you guys before the show, but I'll say it again. There's only five teams hitting over two fifty right now. Like as a team. That's it. Like and the, the Astros and, the and Astros the lead the league in average. 50. Yeah, the the Astros lead the league in batting average and it's two seventy one, which you know, it's like it's solid for a team that's, average that's but not bad for a team average in, but you in other years that that's like one. probably like seventh or eighth you know yeah. like that it's not that high and the yankees are but the yankees are 24th in team average like i, I believe this was going into today mm. but still like see even so amongst, it definitely went down after today yeah, even amongst like mlb like ranks because um, look everyone's playing with the same ball it's not like the yankees are playing with a dead ball and other teams aren't yeah so you have to think like, look, there's well, still well after watching two, two nothing games back to back. Maybe maybe we are the ones carrying the team. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, man, like maybe they is are any, a little extra. Out of curiosity, is there any team that's hitting under two hundred? Yeah, the Seattle Manners ending today were at one ninety eight. Oh my god! With it, yeah, that's pretty insane. The fact that the Mariners are three sixty slugging as a team in it is wild. Then. I mean, look, they're they're not good but i'm pretty sure they're i don't think their records that yeah terrible. the crazy like i was i think i said this yeah a few the, weeks ago, the records still, 21 and 23 i said this a few weeks ago and it's still true like amongst the mlb there really isn't a team that has like an unbelievably great record or an unbelievably bad record like the twins are really bad um the, the uh, rocks or the rockies the only the team are pretty that bad, really but like had a terrible record like 
a couple weeks ago was the Tigers when they were like eight and twenty-two or something. But, yeah, but they kind of hated. They're up. eight and two in their last yeah. ten games. They've actually kind of picked it up. Yeah, but like even like look, the best team in baseball right now is the Giants, and they're twenty-eight and sixteen. That's a very good record, but yeah. it's not like crazy good. Like they could easily get cold, and all of a sudden they're only a few games above five hundred. Okay, so, if the Giants lose four games in a row, they're probably in third place. That that's yeah. the thing. So like at this <laughs> but, point in the year, like. The, the Rockies are the worst team in baseball because they're 15 and 29. If they have a, you know, eight and two stretch, all of a sudden they're right. They're right back in there. They're, that, no, that, they don't have a good record, but that's what they're I'm, about 500. That's what I'm saying. At this point, you really can't count out any team or just pencil any team in. It's like, all right, this team I mean, is you doing can, this well. You can count out some teams because you can just look at the team, like the Tigers or the Pirates, and just but, know. Yeah, and you know they don't have enough to flip a switch. This team is not going to put together a month where they go, you know, 20 and 5, 35 and 15. Uh, They're not gonna look, obviously, there's like the few exceptions, but just speaking in general for like almost like probably 80% of teams in the league, like they have a chance to make the playoffs, right? I mean, there's yeah. really not a team, and no team is separated. No team has really distanced themselves far enough. I mean, look, the a, like the Yankees right now, it's between them, the Rays, the Red Sox, and the uh, I'm going Jays. blank. The Jays. It's literally all within two games of each other right now. I'm looking so, at the like the wild card tab on the oh, MLB man. app. That's a talk about a the, shit show right now. <laughs> The two teams at the bottom of each league are the Twins and the Rockies, and the Twins are ten game out, ten games out of a wild card spot. The Rockies are ten and a half. The yeah, Rocky but... and the Rockies have also lost five in a row. So like, and the Twins are probably team... just going to go on like a fire sale at the trade deadline with all those yeah. guys on your deal. But it's just, it's wild because you know at this point you kind of see like some teams pulling away in each direction. Like, you think there'd be a team like the Pirates or the Rockies who's so bad, they're like 17 games out or something like that. But no team is really completely out of it. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's been weird, man. There's not. You talk about like you talk about teams pulling away. I remember Oakland started off 0 and 6, and then they went on yeah. like some crazy stretch. They won like, what, Oakland's, 20 out of 25? And, and then now they've lost five of their last 10 games. And yeah. obviously, like, the example is always going to be used of like the nationals who were like 16 and 30 the year they won the world series. And it looked like they were about to fire their manager. That's and a flu- that doesn't happen. And, and look, I was about to say like, that's an outlier, right? But like that, well, anytime a team the starts just, off slow, like people are always had a magical run. They For sure. just barely squeaked into the wild card game. They just barely won the wild card game. And, and then like they just teams don't have Max like, Scherzer and Steven Strasburg and even mm. Pat Corbin when he was still competent and not God awful. <laughs> even though he kind of shut yeah. us down, but he know. does. <laughs> they didn't have. That's another uh, story. Most teams don't have Daniel Hudson pitching every single game and somehow not giving up any runs. Yeah, yeah. that was insane. Um, I mean, we have we have Jonathan Loisga looking like the best pitcher in baseball. So yeah, but honestly, let's just talk about like the pitching, the bullpen. I mean, like the other night, what was it? Uh, the, the night Tyone started, right? He only gives us four and a third. Kind of struggles. Another rough start for him. We can talk more about that later. He's. He's looked pretty rough. I, it's, you've got to give him some time, but he it's yeah. been pretty rough so far. I think it's it. it just he, a, he looked like he was about ready to turn a corner. Yeah, and then it kind of fell off again. I yeah. most concerned with him is that his his home road splits are just like stark. Like he's he's very good at Yankee Stadium, and he's like one of the worst pitchers in baseball on the road. Yeah, which is weird because obviously Yankee Stadium really isn't. Yeah, you'd think you'd think it'd be the opposite. But yeah, I mean that that game just really exemplified like how great our bullpen is right like all right tyone only gives us four and a third 
bring in Wani Peralta, who's been awesome. He gives us an inning. Johnny Lazani gets five outs. Chad Green goes one, two, three. And then obviously Chapman, you know, he enough said he's literally been the best relief pitcher in all of baseball this year. Still hasn't given up an earned run. Um, strikes out the side. He, he, he's, and he's given up one run that wasn't, it's not even like yeah, it, it was, was an extra, it was anything. an extra inning, right? It was it, an, it was an inherited yeah. extra inning runner. Yep. Which is obviously is not an earned run, but yep. Yeah. Chapman gets a save. And it just, it really, you just say, think to yourself like, man, just like this, these guys don't even have Britain back yet who, you know, it still may be a few weeks before he's back. Obviously I think he had a minor setback and I would a few days Britain, ago. Britain will take a little bit to kind of settle in and be yeah. the Britain that he's been the last few years, but still just I'm, imagine having him back in this bullpen that already has Chapman and Green and Loizaga and Peralta, and that's I mean, one of the better bullpens in the game. I mean, and we do, have like, to, we do have to point out that obviously there was a scare with him earlier in yeah, the week the, where the he got shut down that. with with what they call general soreness, which who the fuck knows what that means. But um, they reported like a day or two later that everything came back clean, so he's going to restart his throwing if not today, it'll be tomorrow. And then anytime uh, you hear general soreness, you automatically kind of assume, especially because he already had surgery in his elbow for, for exactly. the bone chips. And you immediately, yeah. I, I so first time I might soreness in your elbow. The first thing that pops into your head is Tommy John. I was so worried when I saw that, yeah. but I mean, thankfully everything's fine or for now. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like uh, it's just the bullpen's been unbelievable. Remember I said in our preseason show, that was something I was kind of most intrigued about the bullpen. It, it's wild because we were so intrigued by the bullpen and we were so like concerned almost of how the bullpen and the rotation would do because the Yankees lost out of Vino and they were, and it kind of seemed like there were not many options with, with Britain out and it would just be green and Chapman and, you know, a lot of the Scranton shuttle guys like Loizaga and, uh, you know, it Nick Nelson, who we Nick haven't Nelson. seen in a month. Nelson, God. Yeah. Nick oh, Nelson man. started the year on the team. After, you know, after just, that opening start and uh, opener start for Tampa, I think that was like the low point of the season. Yeah. Oh, man. What was that? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, I don't think that was me. Um. Anyways, but yeah, I'm the, trying the, to pull up a box over here, and, uh, and and these 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 apps that just blast their ads yeah. before they just... that that happens to me. That happens to me all the time, and it will like throw me off for three or four seconds. I'm like, oh my god! But no, it, honestly, like obviously we talk about the main guys in the bullpen, but like shit, man, like Lucas Licky's been really good. Two point nine five yeah. ERA. Point. We haven't seen him in like a week. Yeah, I mean, Sessa's at a three point one eight ERA. Something happened to Licky. Like, have I been yeah. that out of touch, just not uh, noticing anything that's happened to Licky? Well, look, well, when, just when, when I did the last pod here, right, I, he had had like a 12 consecutive scoreless inning streak. And yeah. I don't know if he's pitched since that podcast. Yeah. It was like a week ago. Uh, maybe in Baltimore, right? But, I mean. Yeah, that was, that was a while ago. But, I mean, shit, man, Michael King's been really good. Like, they've just, their bullpen, Darren O'Day, obviously, it's hurt. But when he was active, he had nine innings, three, uh, ERA of three, like their bullpen overall has been really good. Like Wandy Peralta, I mean, this Honestly, guy, it looks like Wandy Peralta is being put into like actual situations. It's not just like a mop up guy, five run game. That's really struggled is Justin Wilson. Yeah. Like he's, and we haven't seen him down. either in a while. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's they, because it seems like Peralta's kind of assumed the role mm-hmm. that just that Wilson normally would have if he was 
you know, pitching to his ability. Which is crazy. So, like, what happens when Britain's ready to go? Do you send King down? Do you DFA Wilson? Like, what, what's going on? I would I think, say they probably I would probably say Wilson. I, dude, I, I want them to just keep King in the bullpen, man, because, like, King's been really good, and King's like at this, really good in the bullpen, uh, he but... he did he did take take the loss in that Baltimore game the other day. Yeah, I mean, look, he, he's going to yeah. have some like bad outings here and there, but overall, I mean, look, well, sixteen every, and two. No one's going to be perfect. Look, sixteen and two thirds just... innings pitched, two point one six ERA, WHIP of one point oh two, eight point one Ks per nine. Like he's been really good, and obviously mm-hmm. a lot of that was in the beginning of the year when he had like I think he what he started out like eight shutout innings, but like he's cooled down a bit since. But man, I really like King. I really like his stuff. I. Yeah think he's could be like a useful piece in the bullpen but well, i don't so know like my, just my justin wilson that, like he's he's just looked awful like no control my, my, giving up hits my thinking is that since king is younger and still has options left you can send him down and just kind of see yeah. if wilson has anything left right like, because they probably want king pitching and let him get in himself in. and if he ends up not having anything then you just kind of cut him and cut your losses because he's he's another one he's not making any money at all him and O'Day they signed for both really really right. cheap they signed um, both those guys for less than they they cut um, or traded away I should say out of Bonavino for I feel like they got Gardner for all that money million a year. right so the money that they I think they only have like 170k in retained salary uh, for Adovino, and so with the savings, um, they were able to get uh, Wilson, O'Day, and bring back Bright Gardner. And bring back Gardner, yeah. Which on paper is a genius move, because you just traded away one reliever who had a terrible year last year, and was and making. And he's not doing much better this year either. <laughs> well, no, okay, I'm saying in the off season it looked like such a good move. Yeah. Because he had such a bad year last year, was making $9 million as a reliever. Trade him away, get two relievers, and bring back a fourth outfielder. It looks like it looks like such a good move, but then you look at it now, and it's like, Gardner's not hitting well, Wilson's been terrible, and O'Day's on the DL. But still, either way, the Yankees have options. Yeah, uh, honestly though, man, shout out to Gardy. Gar- Gardy had a nice little series, uh, especially the last couple games. And thank God thing, because of what we're dealing with in the outfield. Yeah, man. I mean, dude, look, look, dude, our outfield. <laughs> we're bludgeoned. left, Gardy in center, Tyler waited right. Like, <laughs> that's like, no fucking almost, wonder we scored like, two runs almost, tonight. Yeah, you almost no, have to laugh. Wade being in right field. For and even Tyler Wade had a good series. No hitter is going to end up being a trivia question someday. Yeah, right. It's going to be like who Judge or Frazier. Yeah. (laughs) No, it was Tyler Wade because because you know another trivia answer. Ryan Lamar pulled his hamstring. Jesus Christ. Yeah, but like the injury bugs definitely hit a bit. Obviously Hicks, Stanton, but Lamar, Lamar F. F. But guys, can we just talk? Let's just real quick. Obviously, no, you know how much I'd love. Okay, thank you, Alex. Um, <laughs> you know how much I'd love Aaron Boone. Like, guys, what's up with some of these lineups this week? Like, why did they like look? I team cannot struck- understand. This team's struggling why they to keep score runs. Odor cleanup. No, not even that, man. This team. He loves score- doing that. This team is struggling to score runs. Right? They just okay. We are coming off the Kluber no hitter. Awesome. It was great. We still only scored two runs that game. Right? Like the offense was still bad that game. Okay, so the next day, no judge, no Gio. 
like our two best hitters just like nope yeah. like even judge dh the last two games like he could have easily either just dh'd again or just well, okay. play here's my, and then here's what happens question. when you put do the ju- rangers do the rangers have artificial turf well it's called synthetic grass so, so kind of that definitely has to do with why oh Judge didn't play. No, but seriously, what happens when Judge and Geo ent- enter into the game to pinch hit? Oh, it's back-to-back hits. And first back-to-back of all, Judge, first ever pinch hit, history. We just witnessed history. Judge finally uh, gets off the schneid for pinch. He was 0 for 9 pinch hitting. Now he's 1 for 10. Uh, nice hit up the middle. But, yeah, like I just don't get it, man. Like Some of these lineups this week have just been so bad. Like, like two, three, four today, and obviously, like I think Guardy got a hit, a double this this time around, so it ended up working out. But it's like he had two, really three, four do up, and it was Guardy, really, Voight, and really Odor. And I'm like looking at it. Do... So I think it's all just in our perception of the lineup because if this was um, 2019 and this was happening, I don't think we would think that much of it because the Yankees were still scoring runs. But because they're doing absolutely nothing offensively, when you see so many hitters getting rested like they normally do. Like okay, if you we think can't about afford, it, Boone we can't always has – yeah, Boone always has been very good about resting players and especially a guy like Judge who they want to take it easy as much as they possibly can. Yeah, but he was the DH in consecutive yeah, games. games. Why did yeah. he need a day off today? That's why I'm saying I think it was because of the turf in Texas. But he wasn't playing on that turf, is my point. He was DH back-to-back times. And the no, infield is They didn't is want completely... him in the outfield. That's my point. They didn't want him playing in the outfield. Right. So then why did he need a day off today if he wasn't in the outfield the prior two days? I don't know. Yeah, no, if that's it, your argument, just have him DH three days in a row without Stanton. Like, all, I, I know, all I know is our two best hitters this year have been Judge and Gia. And just to have both those guys out of the lineup. And it really, the fact that, so you pinch hit both of them and they get hits and those are our two runs. It just goes to show you, like, yeah, we need these guys in the lineup. These are the two guys ready. they need in the lineup. You know, right. Like, and, look, and that and that's with Stanton and Hicks on the IL. Right. And so, like, know, there's I, just nothing there. And look, like like even you know, DJ's been a little disappointing this year. He's starting to figure it out a bit. Like he has had, he had like a pretty uh he, yeah, three, he had a three RBI too, game. Just, he know he's not he knows he's not right. Yeah. He's just not making the contact that he has been. Yeah, um, and, and I'm I'm kind of glad. Like I was gonna do a, a deep dive into some of his um, like hard hit metrics and whatnot, and 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 drop it. I think on like probably Monday of this past week, and then he ended up getting two hits in that game that we ended up losing. And like I'm kind of glad it didn't because it looks like he may be turning around. But like after that weekend series in Baltimore, I, I kind of had a feeling like I, I think I I think he was in 270 right coming into this series against Texas. It's like that's not bad, but that's not him. Like, what the fuck's going on? He's at yeah. 267 right now at the 353 OBP. So, yeah, definitely a bit low. He's, but... So he still has a very good OBP. Yeah, he's, it's it's not terrible, but definitely not DJ standards. You know? It's not but... DJ standards. This is the dude standard. who won the American League batting crown last year. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah I don't I expect know. him to do that, that again this year, but, like, be close maybe? I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the bigger problem, honestly, and this is DJ's a part of this Honestly, but he, you know, he's the double, as the double play, as anyone. The double plays are just insane. Yeah, like the Yankees lead the league in double plays right now. I think they're at forty-eight after this game. Forty-seven. Yeah, or 40, they, they're they're on pace for they're, what yeah, one less than the all-time. The record. So the record the is one seventy-four by the nineteen ninety Red Sox, and yeah, they're on pace for one seventy-three. Like yeah. it's just insane. And like I was saying before the show, 
Now they're this series, they were finding new ways to ground in double plays. It was like forward got nagged at third, Glaber got on the bases, like they lined out into Gio, a double play. Gio got tagged out at second. Gio tagged out. It's, like, it's just like it's unbelievable. Like, yeah, the base running's been terrible. I mean, it's yeah. today. Gio's been thrown out like multiple times. Well, it's but, really been terrible all year. It, it was it was exacerbated when we were losing games because of the base running. Like now we're kind of winning, so you kind of sweep it under the rug a little bit. But it's always been a problem the whole year. Yeah, like that. Look. Base running, you cannot give a team like good teams out on the bases. Like obviously a team like the Rangers is probably not gonna bite in the ass. Like they're kind of bad. But man, when you play good teams and you're you're giving them an out on the bases per game, like that that could be the difference. Yeah, that could be the difference between a win and a loss, man. And yeah, like some of these playoffs and all of a sudden you make two outs on the bases in the same inning. That's gonna do the game. And being this is the complaint about Boone section, I'll just say this like there was two plays today that were close on the bases didn't challenge either. And it's like, I think yeah. you said it, Andrew, it's like, bro, like, what are you saving these challenges for next week? Like, just yeah. challenge them, right? Like, look, like the, the MLB, uh, like the, how many times have we been waiting for a challenge? Gio went to, Gio went to third in the, I think it was the bottom of the, or top of the eighth inning today on the ball in the dirt. And he did the swim move and got his hand stepped on or something, but he was definitely safe. The move worked and Boone just didn't even do anything about it. How and the other times? one was was the, was the Ford even like a thought to challenge it. No, right. the other one was Ford going back to second base, right? right? Yeah. How many times though have there's been a challenge where it's like he's looking at you like, yeah, I think they're gonna reverse that, and then they reverse it. You're like, oh shit, sure. I, I can't believe. So like, you might as well just try. Exactly. There's no and, penalty. And so there's no penalty the for getting it wrong. It's like, okay, we tried it, we didn't work, we move on. Look, like, the worst part is that. Especially when we're we're scoring like two runs a game, like you might as well keep guys in the base. Maybe we get that elusive third and fourth run, right? Like shit. We 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 got burned on a play that he he literally tried to challenge too late earlier in the year, and we lost the game because of it. I mean, you could say there was other reasons too, right? Right. But what it was it was the judge, right? It was a play at third base, and like he got the challenge in too late because he was dilly dallying, and then the umpire just didn't grant it. Boone, yeah. Yeah, it, it's oh, like you said, like you might as well just challenge this, man, especially when it's the eighth inning, man, and you're up to it's like, hey, let's see if we could challenge this. Maybe we get that yeah. third run. What are you what but, are you waiting for? A, you know, another challenge that's going to happen in the next inning and a half. Like, yeah, even makes, if they it get it wrong, sense. what does it matter? Like, especially exactly, in a no play, especially in the in a play like that, where it was so it like it wasn't. Que- like questionable where they always say there has to be definitive evidence to overturn it. Gio was safe there. And I think everyone who was watching saw that even um, Kay said on the broadcast, she's like, Oh yeah, he's safe there. And they, yeah. and then they just kind of breeze past it because the inning kept on going because it j- wasn't even a thought to challenge. It. it was like, Oh, yep. There's another out in the base pass. Oh, well, did we get an update on, on Gio? Uh, on that play, by the way, like he took I, uh, a handful of spikes. It. I haven't Amputation. seen anything. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen anything, so I would imagine that's a good thing because if we had to see something like Geo had an X-ray on his hand, yeah. X-rays uh, came back. X-rays came back negative. Hands, getting hand stuff. He's getting a second opinion. Hand stuff. Hand stuff. Oh God. Um, yeah. Also, I want to say uh, 
awesome picture that uh, Hagen and Kluber they went back to the bound last night uh, the other night. Took a picture. That was cool. Did you guys see the the picture of them getting drenched with the beer in yeah, like, the, like, yeah. the laundry cart in the locker room? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, like I was, you know, I was about to say this before the show. Like, you know, like me and Alex are both like me, you know, born in the mid '90s, right? So for us, this was the first time we ever witnessed a Yankee no hitter. Like, I don't remember David Cohn, right? That was I was three years yeah. old, when, or maybe I was even two years old when that happened. I was going to say, I think we were two. Yeah, like, I don't remember that, right? Like, I, obviously, David Wells, I wasn't alive. Like, the, those no-hitters in perfect games, really, obviously, you got in the 90s, but I don't remember. So, for Yankee fans, like, you kind of, when that happened, you're like, wow, like, the Yankees have not thrown a no-hitter in my, like, lifetime as a fan. Like, this is yeah. pretty cool. And, obviously, we, it was a guy who was making his ninth start with us, no but still. before that we've been able to actually remember. Exactly. Like, you know, obviously, Kluber, you know, his first year here might not be his only year here, but it was still pretty cool. And, you know, if he's a part of, like, you know, a good championship run, then this will be something, like, we remember, especially. And yeah. the fact that it was Higgy, like, I, I, that was so awesome for him. You know, like, just, he's, because really, he's been, obviously, it seems now he's Cole and Kluber's personal catcher. Like, I think that's mm-hmm. how they're going to do it, like, him, yeah. between him and Gary. But, yeah, man, just, like, it was weird. I think Kay said this, and it was a good point. There really wasn't even any hits that were like almost hits. Like I think there was that one in the ninth with DJ that was like the short hop. I thought that was a hit off the bat. That was yeah. There was a couple to wait. Like the one to wait, like in the corner, like that kind of looked like it could have been. But other than that, like there really wasn't any like just absolute rips off the bat that just went like right to. Usually you get like one or two of those in a no hitter, but yeah, man, it was just a bunch of like soft ground balls. the fact that Kluber only threw 101 pitches. Yeah, and that's with nine strikes. Yeah, only nine strikeouts. Well, it helps that he had like 15 pitches combined the last two innings, right? Yeah. yeah they, well, dude, because even the, t- the Rangers started getting um, restless and were like, "Oh yeah, we gotta end the no hitter now." So they we can't started, be no hit twice. Yeah, they just started swinging at everything. It's like them and the Mariners are just. I think the Mariners are like have gotten no hit like multiple times in the past and few years. Well, yeah, the Mariners, and Indians, the and Rangers. And like, the Indians. Like, there's been six no-hitters this year, and those three teams have combined for all six. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's ins- actually insane. Honestly. <laughs> it's like that, and like the fact that like a White Sox pitcher every like few years throws a no-hitter, right? With Mark yeah. Burley. But, but I was listening nothing, to, nothing to, to the radio today. The, the, uh, the perfect game by Phil Lumber. Well, look, like, like, Alex, like, Alex, this is it. Um, it, was, it was Maggie Gray talking about it on WFN today. Like some color was like, oh, so I was like, well, why hasn't Degrom or or Cole Pistorius? Right? She's like, you know, and like, I first of all, like, come on, man, like, you watch these guys, like, like are you gonna be mad that they that Garrett Cole like is pissed? No, they hitter almost hitter? throw no hitters every, like almost every night. Right, right. Like, so yeah, and, so. and she made a great point. She's like, you know, no hitters are weird. Like you look at a guy like Garrett Cole is never pitched no hitter, and Mike Fire says too. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, who else? No, hitter, who no hitters are not a thing that skill. Homer Bailey has what two or three? Like it's wild. Homer Bailey like, has two. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's no reason yeah. behind it. And, and, like the fact that Arietta threw or Arietta threw two in one year, two in the span of like like a month, forty days. Game. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Like I think it was like August and September. Two in one year or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, it's insane. Um, Very rarely do you see like an elite pitcher throw a no hitter. Like you had Mark Burley pitch a perfect game when he was very good. You had Roy Halladay obviously pitch are, a no hitter in the playoffs, which is awesome. They like, are very rare things that happen. It's not mm-hmm. something that they're like, all right, so this year, yep, we're probably going to get a no hitter from DeGrom and Cole 
and Walker Bueller and stuff like that. You can't predict these things that yeah. happen because Wade Miley so random. no hitter this year. Wade Miley, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Wade Miley of all pitchers threw a no hitter. A guy that literally had like I still go back to the Philip Humber perfect game. That dude disappeared like Dallas Braden. Dallas Braden has one too, yeah. Dallas Braden, yeah. Yep. It's wild. Yeah, it's very random. And I mean like, you do see you do see a lot of good pitchers throw no Yeah, injury. like like Johan Santana had one Johan, when he was Felix Hernandez during his prime threw a perfect game. Mm-hmm. Which is I believe that's the most recent perfect game that there was. That's crazy. That's the only like you we've had all these no hitters and there hasn't been a perfect game though. Yeah. Well, this well, I, I mean, mean like came in and, so and Matt Kane, right? Basically through a perfect. Haven't game. there been like out of the six no hitters this year? Haven't four been like either one walk or one error or one like yeah. wild pitch away from being a perfect game? Like, yeah, Kluber, you had, like, had you had a drop strike wild. three for John yep. Means. You had one walk for Kluber. Walk for Kluber. I think Miley Rodone had... literally had the uh, got the pitch that hit the guy's foot in the last inning, yeah. at the top of the. Oh ninth. my God! You're right. He had a perfect game into the ninth. Yeah, and that was the only base runner. So yeah, there's okay. been like three Don's or four that have guy. one way. John's another guy that's a wild story to throw a no hitter just because he was literally non-tender the team. by the White yeah. Sox, and then they re-signed well, him. Well, we'll we'll talk about him at the end of the show, but like he's he's been. It's not just like the no hitter for he's been insane this year. He's a one point four nine ERA. Yeah. Great. Awesome. I'm so excited to face him. Here we go. Yeah. Here we go. Let's go. Uh, yes. Um, let's just, uh, for real sweet, I, I know we've done this like all year, but man, Aroldis Chapman still is not allowed to run. Like, I, I'm still amazed by that, man. Like, you just look at his numbers. It's literally like video game. Like, the K per nine at 19.1 entering uh, the day. Just, just unbelievable. <laughs> That's just stupid. Like, I, like, I believe we it's, he's had that. at least. He has a negative fit. Yeah, he's a negative fit. I think he's had at least two strikeouts in like 19 of his last 20 outings. It's just (laughs) unbelievable. And like, look, that's like, he really hasn't been throwing it that much lately, but that splitter is just such a game changer for him. Like, that pitch just makes guys look absolutely because it's, it's just, look, at a certain point when a guy's throwing hard, no matter what a guy's throwing, if a guy's throwing an 88 mile per hour fastball, like a, a 10, 15 mile per hour change of speed is just like devastating. Yeah. And with Chapman, when he's sitting at like 100, getting up to 102 with that fastball, that 90 mile per hour splitter, like it, it just, because it, it literally looks exactly like his fastball coming out of his hand. Almost yeah. the same spin, the same like, you know, trajectory. And then just the bottom just falls out, man. It's just mm-hmm. an unbelievable pitch. But I mean, he's just been blowing fastballs by guys lately. Well, I think either way, Chapman's fastball is so overpowering as it is because it the way it looked on the broadcast, because first of all, I love the way the Rangers camera angle is because you could see each pitch kind of the way it moved from the perspective of the pitcher. But Chapman's fastball almost had a little bit of like two seeming tailing away from a right handed hitter action. And if you throw that 102 miles an hour and then you throw a splitter where the bottom drops out of it that's you know 15 miles an hour of a difference there's no way you can hit that because if you're a hitter how do you go up there preparing for that you go up there sitting fastball he's going to throw you off speed and you're not going to be able to hit that or if you go up there sit sitting off speed he's just going to blow fastballs by you and you can't go up there guessing because otherwise you're going to look even stupider. So the, the way Chapman's pitching right now, I don't think there's any way anyone can hit him. 
And by the way, this is his, uh, he's averaging right now with his fastball, 99.2. That's his highest average since 2017. Uh, yeah. 2020, last year he was at 98.1. Year before that, 98.4. Year before that, 98.9. So I honestly still feel early, like but... having the year of only the 60-game the season last year, that honestly might have helped him because it didn't wear him down as much as a normal as a full yeah. season would. And he had a late start due to COVID anyway. Right. And yeah. he's throwing the fastball 65% of the time, slider 21%, and the splitter 13%. No, but Alex, you brought up a good uh, point. I think the fact that he has... Um, some new two seam movement on his fastball, like that's mm-hmm. that is as that. much a game changer as a splitter. Yeah, he's never had that type of movement before. Yeah, like sometimes he'll throw a fastball that's only like ninety seven, ninety eight, and I think those are like kind of the two seamers, right? Mm-hmm. Like it has a bit more movement, but it's a bit yeah. more controlled, a bit less speed. Well, yeah, and for he's... a while, one thing we talked about with Chapman was how is he going to deal with when he gets older and his velocity decreases because all he throws is fastballs and. His fastball is fantastic, and it was one of the best fastballs in the game. But what, it was just a straight line. It was hittable if you caught up to it. Right. And his, the whole reason he was so good early in his career was because people couldn't catch up to it because he located it so perfectly. But then he came to the Yankees, and he had a lot of control problems, which then led to people being able to catch up to his fastball. So then he kind of incorporated his slider more. And once he learned how to control that, that's when he became so good because he finally learned how to throw hitters off balance with his slider. Because you look at him in 2017, the Yankees literally took him out of the closer role because yeah. he was so bad during the year. He had no control of anything, and his fastball velocity was declining at the same time. You so know, like... he really had no idea what to do and then all of a sudden he it kind of clicked with him with his slider control and he's been so much better since then you know i get i get that we're only you know six seven weeks into the season i get that offense around the league is down i get it but what you're saying chapman's gonna win the Cy Young. but i mean chat like like i'm not gonna compare the two obviously this dude's the all-time great the greatest but i mean this is we haven't had a dominant closer like this since mo since mario i mean it's like getting to the point where it's like okay it's and it's 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 may, it's may 20th and this guy's still more different oh yeah for sure it's but a it's different like, type of mo though right because mo came oh, in for and sure. he'd get some weak round balls he'd maybe bring you up on a uh yeah, what was the ultimate they have two compl- it's soft like two, contact pitchers. it's like uh, it's like yeah. comparing two fighters who have completely different styles but they're both great right like right. Yeah, they, yeah. they have a different way of going about things but it's like look it's may 20th and this guy still hasn't allowed a run. He still hasn't allowed a you run. You know, and it's like getting to the point where it's like he's every time he goes out, he's striking out two or three guys. He's on to have a Zach Britton season. Yeah. Like, and obviously, look, still very early. The one blow up start as a reliever could make your ERA go from zero to like 1.8, right? But, yeah. I mean, but man, still, if, been... Chat, if Chapman has one bad start and has an ERA of 1.8, we're still going to look at that and go, okay, yeah, he's still having a good year. One That's bad start. Yeah, one bad start. One bad start. start. Yeah, is he joining the rotation? You have some inside information on that. Honestly, I'd take him in the rotation Cat. over Tyone. That's a good point. That's a good point. See the course of action. But no, man, he's <laughs> he really is. Like I was thinking about that the other day. I'm like, man, like if Chad Chapman could put together a year that's like most standards in terms of just like overall dominance, because that was like Rivera. Like he wouldn't have like these outings like Chapman where like he would just blow like fastballs by three straight guys and that was it. But well, it was just kind of over time where it's like, damn, like. Most 44 for 46 this year. Save opportunity. Yeah. Like, damn. 
Like well, you don't okay. notice, think you don't notice it. it, but then you, you kind of look it. at so it and look back because and like, wow. Mariano was so everyone like w- the one thing people say about Mariano was he was so automatic. You he would come into the game and you know the game would be over. And if he blew a save, it would be like an earthquake hit. Nobody would be expecting it. And for so long after he retired, the Yankees didn't have anything even close to that. Like how the first few years of Chapman being on the Yankees, there was always like a little nagging feeling you had that you just weren't fully comfortable with him coming into the game well i think more than anything it was his control right exactly Um, you mentioned the slider beforehand he would use his slider as a crutch when he could not locate his fastball and he could still be effective with this slider and the sliders would go nowhere because he wouldn't know where they were going well i mean he would he would he would he knew where they were going well he he would he would lay him over he would have a lot of like get me over ones but it's because if he threw the fastball it would be like over gary's head Mm -hmm. i just think of this there was a there, I forget, I think it was 2019 where, or 17, I forget, but there was the one series where the Yankees got swept at Fenway and there was a, the last game of it was a Sunday night baseball game. And Chad, oh God, he threw like 40 pitches. He threw like 40 <laughs> pitches. He I gave him three that. runs in the ninth inning to blow it. And he just had absolutely no clue where anything was going that entire game. And I feel like that was almost rock bottom for him. Because you look at him then and you look at him now. He knows where stuff's going now. He knows how to pitch. He knows how each of his pitches are moving and where to locate them. And he comes in this year, you know that it's going to be fun to watch. It's not going to be something that raises your blood pressure. Like, literally today. In the, He's in really slack. cleaned up the control issues, like for sure, so far. Exactly. You know, like, I, don't have today, I said, I was like, who's ready to watch Chapman at, uh, make everyone look like little leaguers? Like before, in you know, 2017, 2018, Chapman's coming into the game. We're like, all right, let's hope he can do this and not blow a save. It was like very, we were very uneasy. And even, even if he was good, because let's be real, the guy still has unbelievable stuff. Even if he was good, he wasn't automatic. He'd still have an outing every now and then where he would just completely lose it because he had no idea where everything was, anything was going. But now he has such better control. Right, right. Well, you know, I was like we, I said, there's a lot of season to go, but man, it, he really, like he's been the best relief pitcher in baseball, and there's really not much of a debate. Like, there's no one even objecting that. Like, yep, he's he looks unhittable right now. Like, mm-hmm. actually unhittable. Um. Uh, anything? I, I, wanna... I don't know. I think Andrew could hit him. <laughs> after, yeah, obviously. And, I mean, Andrew, after watching Judd strike out the base of loaded, absolutely could hit him. Um, fuck you. Fuck you. Um, guys, anything else we want to say about this? Uh, these past four games in Texas, uh, Kluber no hitter. Yankees score two runs, three of the four games, but still win three or four. Uh, Which kinda, is a is a problem that got been the story of the year. I, I think that's that's the biggest issue, right? Is that and we talked about this before the show. We've talked about it all week, really. Is that this team, for whatever reason, yeah, they're winning games, but it's not the same kind of fun as a team that is winning at the pace that they are right now because this of how team, dreadfully yeah, offensive. This team is not the 2019 team where they were winning and scoring runs at the same time. You know, like, uh, it's two, it's uh, very uh, very stressful, very frustrating. Yeah, and yeah, you you look at. 
the box at the end of the night, and you're like, oh shit, look, we won another game. But like every night I watch the game, I'm like, I hate this fucking game. Like that's just how it feels watching the <laughs> we, Believe me, <laughs> true. Know. We know. <laughs> no, but like on Tuesday night, what, they, they scored five runs in the fourth. It was like, oh my god, this is incredible. Yeah. And it's like five runs is a, like a big inning. Don't get me wrong, but like that literally felt like I think that was like the most runs we scored in an inning all year. Yeah. And you know, obviously, like it was something like that. Yeah, it was wild. It, it was you know like like DJ. Uh, Anduhar, Shell, like all big hits, and I think most were two outs. But yeah, it's like we haven't had that. Like that, it's like those five runs in that inning, we scored like as many runs the rest of the series. Like it's just, it's unbelievable. Like yeah. our our offense has just been so stagnant. Like yeah, that was a fun inning and everything, but like, can you do that more than once game, every no. eight games? And no. that's the thing. It's like you, they score a ton of runs in one inning, and then that's kind of like their offensive output for the week. Look at how much fun the the first inning Sunday afternoon was, and we still yeah. lost that game because they just yeah. they got ahead early. Monty was shit, and they just didn't have any resolve. Yeah. I, I feel like that's the kind of thing. I mean, I don't want to. I mean, fuck it, I'll go on record and saying it. I feel like a lot of these yep, guys are mental midgets, right? They just, <laughs> they, they're just go. mentally weak in that. Fuck you, fuck you. Fuck yeah, the second they get behind, it's just like, oh well, damn, come come yeah. from behind is hard. I guess we'll get him tomorrow. Like that's how it feels, right? Like I know that's not that's not what these guys are saying yeah. and thinking, but it's the impression I get. I know this was a while ago, so almost a month ago at this point, but that's how I felt. I think it was like I was driving to work one day and they were playing the race, and they were only down one. But I was like, yeah, this game's over. This game, and is like not the, yeah. this, this just that you just shouldn't feel like that with the talent we have on offense. But you no. really well, any do game, feel like it that doesn't matter how how talented or not your team is. Anytime the game's within three runs, yeah, you're any, right there. Anytime you can make one swing and automatically just be right back in yeah. the game, looping a blast. You shouldn't feel yeah, exactly. You shouldn't feel like you're out of the game. But there's sometimes times when it's like the sixth inning or something, and it's a one or two run game, and you look at it and you're like, yeah. This isn't gonna work because yeah, you know, like I said, it's just the mentality. It's like they yeah. they're mentally checked out. Like, well, shit, we didn't we didn't we didn't take a a lead at the seventh inning tonight. So I guess tonight's and, not our night. We'll get him tomorrow. Like, what the hell is that, that? It's always that like some like a Nick Nelson comes in and gives up a run or two and makes it and makes a two to one game a four to one game, and then it almost seems like that's and the you're nail done. The yeah, when it's which a, it shouldn't be because if you go back how many years. Anytime they they have games where they were down, you know, three two, and then a reliever gave up a couple runs, and now they're down five two, and they they rally to win. They win like seven six. It'd be an awesome game. They won that game against the Orioles where they were down nine to one. Yeah, the fifth inning or something. That was one of the most fun games ever. That was one of the best. That's the like, I've said this for a while, and I know they've been you know obviously six straight series wins. They've generally speaking, like they've been hot. Right, but no, 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 like no. They no. Just, they're 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 winning ugly. They're, yeah, they're like they're winning right ugly games. Like they're not like they're not hot on the field. They're hot in the standings. But like I've said it like for a while. Like they just need a game like that Orioles game, or just a yeah. game where they're down six nothing and their offense just explodes and like two yeah. guys, multiple guys have like you know multi multi homer games and it's they just, just need, thirteen to just eight need final a game where they win and they can just kind of sit back and relax by like the fifth inning. Yeah, because. Like, you know, like I said earlier about Peralta, like, oh, they've been putting him in high leverage situations. But I'm like, when you only score two runs a game, every situation, every situation high is high there high are no, no high. Like, hey, man, they don't score enough runs for them to not be in uh, to be in low leverage situations. So yeah, I'll yeah. tell you, one of the most fun things in watching Yankees baseball is winning the game. A game well, obviously winning. Right. But like <laughs> not even if it's a if it's a 
a division rival or an important game, or you, you beat up on the Tigers or something like that. Right? Like like that that Friday night game that they beat the Tigers, they had like I think they won the game ten nothing, right? They were up like six nothing in the second or third inning. Yeah. But like anytime you can do that, even the Astros game, I think obviously they they had that Bregman error that they won on. I think in the first game, but the second game they had a pretty comfortable lead midway through. Like those games are fun when you when you get up to an early lead mm-hmm. and you just coast. You sit in there, you maybe have a drink. You're like you're not worried. You're like hey, whatever. Oh, yeah, Chapman's in cool three on me. Yankees game. Yeah. And even if they don't those. score or something in like the sixth, seventh, and eighth innings, you know it's fine because they're going to win either way. Right, and and right now it feels like every single at bat the game is being hinged on the game's on the line they're tied and they can't do anything and i felt myself so many times watching the game today like i wanted to just like take my water bottle and just throw it at the wall like what are we (laughs) doing here right like it's just brutal okay andrew serious question like you look we love anger management yes yeah how how many how many windows did i break none today Seriously, like we love we love to make we love to make fun of Andrew and his ang- and his anger watching the Yankees, but he does have a point. Like it, no, it no, has been frustrating. Like it really ha- like there have been so many games this year where like you're watching. It's just not like, fun. It's like, legitimately like, no, not. Fun. I, I said it the other day. I was like watching the game and like I started dozing off and I like woke back up and I'm thinking to myself like, yeah, it's like it's fucking zero zero in the sixth inning. Like this has happened like twenty times this year. I feel like <laughs> exactly. like every other. Like, there was that stretch of Yankees baseball where I swear to God, it's it probably like the end of April. I think it was like, it had to be like five or six straight games where, like, entering the fourth inning, they had either one or zero hits. Yeah. It was like every game, hey, first time a, through the lineup, like, one or no hits. And I'm just like thinking to myself, dude, this is awful. Like, how could you be this incompetent offensively? Yeah. Like, it's actually brutal to watch. And look, it's still been brutal to watch, but like, you know, our two starting pitchers the last two games just gave us a combined 16 innings of shutout baseball, exactly. right? And our bullpen's like the best in the and league. That's so why we've been they getting have the record that they do. We've been getting by, but it's like, hey, man, like, look, I'm not wishing this to happen because, like, we're going to end the show talking about the three game set against the White Sox. And look, the White Sox are good. Like, they're, they're a very good team. They have the best record in the AL right now. If, let's say, if, let's just, I'm just going to paint a picture. Let's just say the bullpen and the pitching just starts kind of imploding, right? Like, look, we got, like, obviously, other than Cole, like, we got uh, Tyone and Gumby going this weekend. So there's a very good chance that if Tyone and Gumby continue with what they've been doing, that we're, let's say we just lose both those games. And let's just say we start, you know, we kind of go on a cold streak because the bullpen's not as good and the offense stays the same. Like, people are going to start going at the bullpen, like, oh, like, our bullpen's pitching sucks now. It's like, look, you can't expect the pitching to be this good no. for all year, man. Like, they, look, 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 you said it, and I get like he gets, he gets more criticism than other people because of his whole domestic violence issue. But like Domingo Herman gets heat more than anyone else for that exact reason. Like you said, I, I think it was the Astros game, right? The Yankees had like a what Stanton hit an early home run, he gave it up. Was that that game? And, yeah, and then people were immediately like, oh, there's Domingo Herman ruining everyone's fun. Domingo Herman fucking sucks. It's like, bro, like you expect him to be perfect? Like he literally needs to be yeah. perfect. And I even said it today during the start, like this dude, I said he's gonna pitch six innings, give up two runs, and get the and get a tough luck loss. Like he was even better than that. And somehow we scratched across runs. But I, you literally I, need these guys to be perfect or else they're gonna get losses. And then what you do, you're gonna go with the pitching for not being literally yeah. perfect? Like, what are you doing? Yeah, like I'm pretty sure if you combined Cole, Kluber, and Hermanzi, I think it's like 2.6 right now. So it's like all three of those guys are in the top 10 ERA in Major League Baseball. So it's like our, like obviously Gumby and Tyone have been pretty rough so far, but 
yeah, like the top three of our rotations have been great. Or we were talking about earlier, our bullpen's been unbelievable. Chapman's the best relief pitcher in baseball. So it's like the pitching's been carrying the team. They're still only 25 and 19. It's not like they're killing it. But if the pitching does regress a little bit, which is to be expected. Which they will do. As dominant as Chapman's been, it's like I think he's going to give up a few runs this year. Yeah. You know, like I think you Some, know, even, someone's going to run into a fastball. You yeah, know? exactly. Like I think Johnny Lasagna has been awesome this year. Chad Green's been awesome, but we know they're susceptible to have some blows. Lasagna has already had a bad game against yeah, the Astros. Exactly. So like you just can't rely on the pitching to be like, yeah. like man, we've won. I think we've won about four games in the past not week or every, so scoring two pitcher, runs or less. Not every pitcher in baseball can be how DeGrom is. Where every single game, you know he's gonna go out there and just be lights out. You can That's expect so it, but you know someone like Chapman is going to have a game where he goes out there and he just has nothing. Yeah. Well, look, that, that's why the one game we lost in Texas this week, I wasn't really mad. No, at, because it was cold. cold because like Cole didn't have a bad, like again he didn't have a a good start, have, but it wasn't bad, have, and the offense did nothing to pick him up. Yeah, like, it's it, it's the law of averages, man. Like you're going to have some like, look, when you're like cold, as great as he is, it's like he's probably not going to finish the year with a one point five. year. right. He could, no. but it's probably more going to be like be, it's probably going to be closer. It's one of the best seasons. in yeah, the history. It's probably going to be closer to two five. Give or take. So it's like he was going to yeah. have some starts where this was going to happen and guys were going to be on him. and He's going to be missing spots. But and that's look, the I thing. So like five people. runs over five innings in an awful start for Cole. Like, yeah, yeah. you'll, you'll take four that. runs in five innings. Uh, he, came he, get... the, well, he, he came, came out for the sixth and Glenn oh, that run out. did score. That, yeah. It should have been five innings, four runs because they mm-hmm. were going to do that. Five innings, four runs, back. two blocks. Yeah, anyway, this is a, this is a guy that went 61 uh, strikeouts in between yep, broke, blocks. broke the record. Uh, yeah. It's like broke the record yeah. set by Corbin shout Burns to, last shout month. Out to, <laughs> shout out to Corbin Burns for holding a major league record yeah, for about for like a week. Two weeks. <laughs> uh, well, let's uh, finish the show talking about uh, the White Sox because three game set in this Yankee Stadium. Look, man, this like the White Sox have been damn good this year. Um, obviously, Yerman Mercedes has been unbelievable. He's, uh, obviously, he's cooled down since starting off like what nine for nine. He started eight for, off eight, eight for eight, 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 eight. And, and then he was hitting like four hundred. <laughs> yeah. at the end of April. Um, he's still hitting three fifty eight, so he's still been awesome. Obviously, Jose Abreu. They like the, wait, 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 wait. You mean what do we have to worry about? He's he's breaking all the unwritten rules. I was about to say like <laughs> you're, we might. I was about to say we might not have to worry about him because that loser's getting benched. He's gonna get benched. Yeah. <laughs> That was unbelievable. Some all-time ratios from Tony Larusa this weekend, almost throwing his guys under the bus. I think I saw one had he like 80, 80 retweets and like five thousand quote tweets. Uh, pretty okay, impressive. my favorite quote from him was he said, "I believe um, Adam Eaton. It was either Eaton or Hendricks or someone kind so of someone who's white." It, the joke, the joke is that Tony LaRusso is an alcoholic and also yeah. racist. Um, <laughs> I didn't say anything. It's like backed up Mercedes and LaRusso goes, yeah, he has a locker. I have an office. Yeah. Oh, good one. Uh, like, big man on campus. Like LaRusso is literally just playing the grouchy old grandpa card here. Especially after a guy like recently just got hit in the face with a baseball and like mm-hmm. almost like broke his face. It's like, you know, man, like 
he's right. He's, he's like, I'm glad. I'm glad they threw it him. They they didn't throw it in his head, so he did it the right way. It's like, like yeah. No, at no point in baseball is throwing at anyone anywhere if like safe. Something is that it, was so obviously purposeful. Yeah, like it. This was and literally 24 hours after Kevin Pillar had his no, nasal cavity shattered because he took a face yep. a fastball How in the face. How out of touch do you have to be to Very. back up a guy on the other team? <laughs> at your player intentionally like it's like that right it's there, like hey maybe don't get washed here, don't, maybe right? don't get waxed to the point where you have to have put in a position player pitching yeah, right exactly if you have a position player pitching that's lobbing 47 mile an hour pitches up there you have every right to swing for the fences there because the team that threw the position player in there that's throwing 47 mile an hour pitches has other problems than some guy showing up that position player. Yeah. Yep. Like the twins, the twins lost that game. What was the score? It was like 16 to four. Six. Yes. 16 to four was the final score. It was 15 to four. And then Mercedes hit the home run in the eighth inning or in the ninth inning. I think the twins had bigger problems. Yeah. They, oh, they definitely have bigger problems. Uh, Williams yeah. asked Adia giving up a home run on a 47-mile-an-hour 3-0 pitch. Oh, no, no, but, but Alex, you don't understand. Tony Russo wasn't mad that he hit a home run in a blowout game against a position player. It's that he was given the take sign on a 3-0 count, and he ignored it and swung <laughs> anyway. That's wait, what he was so mad wait, about. So you're saying this rookie who's been lighting up the league and wants to get as many hits as he possibly can and when he sees a 3-0 meatball that he's been being told to take and goes, you know, I'm not taking this pitch. No, this no, that doesn't matter because arbitration is not a thing and you can't pad your stats. You're not allowed to do that because it doesn't affect your well-being and your future contracts. No, 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 no. Oh, okay, that's cool. not how oh, that's okay. not the game oh, works. I was about to say, moving on honestly, I appreciate you clearing it up. <laughs> I was yeah, I was about to say, all right, cool then. Yeah, but that that situation just unbelievable. Like, it's like someone said, like, "Yo, who could have seen this coming?" Like, this is the most obvious thing yeah. ever. <laughs> no, but, oh yeah. wow, the White Sox signing a seventy-six-year-old to be their yeah. manager of a bunch of young twenty-year-old studs. Who could have seen this going no, terribly? No could have seen it coming. Well, but, they're still in first place, so yeah. I was about to say, like, they're yeah, doing it, fine in the field, in the long, but in the long run, it's not exactly doing yeah. badly. But that, um, I, I don't really think that's all on. I, Honestly, Russo, speak, that's... speaking of things that could go terribly, um, Carlos Rodon scheduled to pitch against the Yankees tomorrow. Uh, Yay. Currently uh, 1.47 ERA. Uh, he, in his last start, he actually picked up his first loss of the year. Uh, gave up four runs to the uh, Royals in eight hits over five and two-thirds innings. But so listen, to, in, the ERA was even worse. Yeah, in the, month, in the month of April, he went 25 innings. Obviously, this includes that no-hitter. 25 innings, two earned runs in the month of April. So <laughs> With his ERA, a, like, like 0. Yeah, 0. 0.72 ERA. Oh and then even after his first start in May, he had six shutout. He was at 0. 0.58. So yeah. recently I went up to 1.47. So, yeah, he's been pretty pretty solid this year. And then Dylan Cease. And he's going, and he's going up against a guy who yeah. got rocked around by the Orioles. Yeah. So that might not go well. Yeah, uh, Gumby versus Rodon, two lefties going out. Then Dylan Cease we face on Saturday while we have Cole going. Honestly, I'm very he's excited been... to see Dylan Cease because yeah, he's, he's so fun to watch. Like I see so many uh, highlights of him on the on. Alex like, can't wait to watch Dylan Cease. 
Alex can't wait to watch Dylan T strike us out 15 times. He's going to be like, yo, Yay. yo this guys, is great. This is so I, I love watching this. <laughs> I love watching this guy carve up my team. Um, yeah, he's in his three of his last four starts. He has not allowed an earned run. So we got that going for us. Nice. Shout out hey, the Reds. Shout out the Tigers. Eight. There's one start in there where you're allowed to earn a run. Yeah, five, and yeah, that was since the Twins. He went five innings, three runs. So yeah, he's he's been pretty damn awesome too, man. Um, and then Sunday it's Dallas Keuchel, arch nemesis, the Yankees. He's been he's been struggling this year. So hopefully we get to rip him, but probably not. We'll probably score probably two runs not. after three hits in like the eighth inning. Judge will probably have the off day because why not? He'll probably hit like eight home runs <laughs> on Saturday. Then have Yankees fans who are down bad. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, God. But, look, it should be a good series. I'm surprised the Sunday game isn't Sunday night baseball. I'm not sure what the Sunday night baseball Yankees game is. Yankees don't get any prime it, time play. It's yeah. crazy, man. Like, they we they just don't put us on Sunday night baseball anymore. Yeah. Like, uh, we played the Red Sox the first weekend of June, I believe. The that's Saturday we got Fox. That's what they're waiting for. Yeah. Yankees, Red the, Sox, and it's, Yankees. Oh, it's, Cu- it's Cubs, Cardinals. That's why. I mean, I kind of like, I don't. I don't really watch. You know, no, but like, like, like Angels, White Sox was on Sunday Night Baseball yeah. early in the year. Yeah. No, one, um, they always have. It's the always Cubs the Braves. On, the, Cubs the Cubs and the Braves, and the Braves are always on yeah. Sunday Night Baseball. And I don't I, get that. I think in 2019, it was like out of the first nine Sunday Night Baseball matchups, it was the Cubs or Braves were on like seven of them. Yeah. It was like something crazy. Like that. It's always either the, it's always NLS. Or NL Central teams, honestly. Yeah, it's the Cubs. Yeah, trying to market the, the Cubs game. Are I always there. The Cardinals are always in there. I don't know. Maybe we're just being angry at the world. Maybe we're like, just casuals. I like watching on Yes anyway, so who cares? Yeah, I don't really. I don't really hate yeah, not having mind it. Stay up until eleven thirty on a Sunday. Yeah, and yeah. having to watch my team lose. <laughs> if it, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> the um the uh, Sunday before Memorial Day. The Sunday night baseball game. Guess who one of the teams is in it? Is it the Pirates? No, it's the Braves. The Braves. Oh, wow. Braves. It's always the Cubs. Braves, Braves. Mets. And the Mets, Let's too. See. Mets have been on a bunch already this uh, year. June 6th, Mets Padres. Uh, June 13th, Rangers Dodgers. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. Oh, That's Dodgers. A, a big rivalry Rangers. there. Rangers Dodgers. <laughs> and dude, like hearing A Rod, like. Man, like A Rod, just every like the things he says, it's just unbelievable. I can't wait to hear him pronounce all the players on the on the Rangers because they uh, have some weird names. Like he's like, like Keener Falafel. <laughs> Falafel. <laughs> he's like this guy does the good things. Like he'll like A Rod will just but like says it's like no, so no, yeah yeah A Rod he'll like he'll no he'll like say guy's name. And he'll like pause and like be like building up to something big, and then he'll be like, plays Baseball. a nice second base, and you're like, wait, yeah. dude, what? Like that—that that was your fucking. And then he'll just like go <laughs> say anything. And you're like, what, that though. was what you were building up towards. Sunday night nice primary base, sports like... have a good rivalry. We got a Rod who's like, just completely out of touch sometimes. He has some really good points other times, but you know, like the he can't say words that end in s. He has like weird breaks like that. And then the NFL, you got Chris Collinsworth who every single. He's like, here's a guy who this. Here's he a guy who saying, this. Stop saying here's a guy because people were calling him out for it. Yeah, he still says it sometimes. He still says it sometimes, but he definitely stood him down. Uh, so funny. But yeah, I don't mind not being on Sunday Night Baseball at all, to be honest. Especially when it was uh, what's what's it, what's Jessica Mendoza and A Rod. That was, oh, 
Jessica Mendoza and A-Rod was some combo, let me tell you. Oh, man. Oh, that was brutal. <laughs> Nate, you almost missed Aaron Boone. In fact, I absolutely miss Aaron Boone because it means I he wouldn't Aaron be in the Boone. dugout. Yeah, I was about to say, bring him back in the booth. Yeah. Boone wasn't uh, bad in the broadcast. No, he was really yeah. good, actually. No, when, really it was good. Boone, when it was Boone and Dan Shulman, that was always fantastic. Yeah. I like Matty V, but he's kind of... I like Matty V, but it's he's kind of gotten... tough for him. <laughs> he's been yeah. bleeding talent. They had uh, Boog Shambi. He bailed to be the play-by-play guy for the, the Cubs. Or, or the Cubs, that's right. That's right. Mm. Yep. Uh, guys, anything else? Any final thoughts? Do you guys want to do bullpen trust lists? So we kind of evaded that. Um, I feel like I we're going to have the same exact yeah, list. Let's be real. Yeah, like it's going to be a roll to Chapman 1, a roll to Chapman 2, a roll <laughs> to Chapman, Chapman three. 3. No, but but yeah, it's probably what I mean. Chapman, Green, Lasagna. Lasagna um, Peralta. Yeah, Peralta. I'm trying to think if I'm forgetting anyone. Luis Sessa. Licky, Sessa, like Wilson, yeah, I King. I mean, there's there's some ways you can go there. You really want to have Wilson on there? Oh, no, God, I'd, no. Not me. I'd put, <laughs> no, I'd put, yeah, I think mine would be, honestly, I'd probably put King 5. Um, I'd put Licky 5, Peralta 4, um, Green 3, Lasagna 2, Chapman 1. That's my exact list as well. Yeah. Yeah, I'll put Green too over Lasagna. I love Lasagna, but I still trust Green a bit more than them. But... I just my my yeah. reasoning is I just think Lasagna has more just potential than Green does. Oh, he's been so good this year though. Outside of that yeah. one blow up outing against the Nationals, where I mean he also was the victim of three errors in the inning. Yeah, but <laughs> uh, he's looked so good this year. <laughs> like yeah, all the potential yeah, they talked about his stuff. from him for years, like he's fully achieving it. Yeah, like he, yeah, that's the he, thing. Green, he said he was even part of the script. He said he was part of that script. Has, lasagna has the arsenal of a starting yeah. pitcher. So no, but you, even before you said he was part of like kind of the Scranton crew. I think he's like graduated from that. Like I think he's oh, just in the bullpen now. Like, I can't imagine he's going to be sent down anytime soon. Like I think last oh, God, year we were no. surprised in the playoffs when he was kind of like one of the main guys in the bullpen. But now it's like he's definitely he's earned it this year. Off. Yeah, like yeah. And can you imagine if Britain him. comes back and he and he looks good? Like, the Yankees have four elite bullpen arms. Like that's yeah. that's, Dude, that's trouble. That's what I'm. We're going to need it because we can't score. But I mean, well, look, that, I said this a few weeks ago and it kind of remains true. Like if our offense can just get to a level of competency, like let's just like, I thought we thought we were going to be like a top five offense, right? Let's just say if they could be like a slightly above league average offense. And if the pitching they, stays they on, can get into the top 15. Mm-hmm, yeah. If the pitching stays on like a similar level to this man, if our bullpen continues to be like the best bullpen in baseball, that coming into the postseason, like, look, you'd rather great pitching than great offense headed to the yeah, postseason. Absolutely. So yeah. it's like, and the the Yankees kind of haven't been built like that. But hey, maybe this is the year where there have been even so if we only do win ninety regular last, season games, if honestly, we go the into the postseason, years or so, mm-hmm. the, the, there have been so many times where the Yankees have gone into the playoffs where they're like, okay, right, this team can hit so many home runs, they're going to mash their way to a World Series. Yeah, exactly. They their don't. pitching, their pitching is going to keep them in the game. Exactly. Like, and the pitching ends up losing in the game. And the offense does nothing. Record. Exactly. I mean, look, the two as of now, because look, obviously, like Britain could be projected to come back at a certain time, but we don't know when he's going to be back. Like as of now, there's two X factors for the pitching. It's Britain and Sebi. Mm-hmm. If both, like, yeah. I think hoping both those guys come back and be themselves is kind of 
asking for a lot, but let's just you know, let's just say for well, the I don't think I don't think Seve's gonna come back as a starter. Yeah, like I think they'll I mean, but let's just say for sake of argument, like Seve comes back, he's in the bullpen for a bit, and he works his way into the rotation by yeah. September. By the postseason. Maybe it, they'd use him as like an opener, get him to like maybe four or five with, innings to start. With the way Kluber and obviously we know what Cole's gonna be. And with the way Kluber and Domingo have been, if mm-hmm. we add Seve to that mix and then add Britain to the bullpen, I mean that's that's an embarrassment. No, okay, for here's right the there. thing: you think about it, you get Kluber, you get Cole, and you get Domingo, who can go six, seven innings and outing, and then you get Seve, who can go four to five innings, and then you throw in ev- all the bullpen arms and Lewis. I think you could piggyback Seve with either Montgomery or Tyone. That's a that's a nice combo. Each guy only has to go two or three innings. Or J or J Hap. Oh Jesus Christ! Oh, <laughs> you did say the Twins are going to be sellers, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Let's say hey. hey and and then honestly, there's another guy. Davey Garcia is also another one who could come up and be pretty good because he's been doing much better in a Triple A recently. Yeah, we'll see. They they like I'm saying, it's a good problem to have, but. Man, they they have a lot of good bullpen arms at this point, and a lot of good arms in the rotation. Man, like Domingo, yeah. Domingo and Kluber were awesome this week. Um, Cole, first bad start of the year, his ERA balloons to two point oh three. Oh man, Christ, yeah, guys, a scrub balloons to two point oh three. Like, what the hell are you doing out there, man? Um, but yeah, he's Why gonna have, look, sign he's gonna, this guy. He's gonna have a tough test this Saturday against the White Sox. Um, it should be a good series. I think this series is going to be the first big question mark for the Yankees this year because the Astros were a good kind of milestone for them to beat. But at the same time, the Astros are difficult to rank because their offense is still very good and their pitching is just kind of middle of the road. And we missed... Uh, Christian Vasquez or Christian, who's Javier? Who's it? Their young kid. Yes, it was Trisky. Yeah, we missed the Astros pitching the Red Sox catcher in that series, so. and we missed our key too. Yeah, and that was also when Stanton was just hitting every ball for a home run too. Right. He hit what three home runs in that series? Three or four home runs. Makes you wonder what we'd we look like if we had Stanton in this series. But F, he's on the IL again. F. Yep. Hopefully he's back soon. I think they said he'll be like. I think the quote was he'll be back when he's back, or like he'll be back. <laughs> oh, good. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, all that's all so, right. So he'll be back so in August. August then, yeah. Maybe. Okay. Cool. Yeah, nice. Um. Yeah, that's that's all we got tonight. Uh, hopefully we'll be back Sunday after the White Sox series. Hopefully we'll be talking about a seventh straight series win. Um. But yeah, it should be some good baseball, man. It's gonna be. It's always exciting when you face another team who's, hey, this is kind of like the other top team in the AL at this point, right? So we'll see how they look. And uh, hopefully Gumby and Tyon can improve from their last starts. Hopefully they kind of both get on track. Um, they're <laughs> we're gonna need it because uh, those offenses, those that offense for the White Sox does not mess around. No, at all. <laughs> and uh, yeah, ours messes around a lot. In fact, all our all our offense does is mess around. Uh, so yeah, we'll see. Um, I have a feeling like if they win this series, it's gonna be like two two nothing games, like two one nothing wins, and then the game we lose is gonna be like thirteen to one. So like the series differential would be like minus nine, but we still <laughs> won the series. Like I could totally see that happen. Like that's just that's kind of how it happened against the Rays to an extent, but. 
Yeah. Minus the 13 to 1 game. Yeah, that's saying. We didn't get blown out that bad, but. Well, for Luigi, for Alex, for Andrew. <laughs>